You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. Church, rejoice your voice. Pro choice, give thanks to the banks and the car. Invoice, you paid your tithes and your offering. Here's what I'm offering good noise. Intergalactic churches, St. Nebula. Where the Martian choir is incredible. incredible. Sunday and Monday school. It's like we running out of room. Pastor Astronomer gives us tools at the Intergalactic Church. Hey mommy, look at the monster, I think she's a gangster With her dark black skin and her black hair I'm the reason you fear, I'm the reason you're scared, I'm the reason you're here, you're the reason that nobody else cares. An issue to be dispersed at the intergalactic church, church, intergalactic church, intergalactic church, church, intergalactic church, intergalactic church, church. Intergalactic Church, Intergalactic Church, Church, Intergalactic Church. Hey, how you doing? Oh, that's good. DJ Fusion. What's your name? Oh, that's beautiful. And your name? Well, that's lovely as well, you know? Oh, my name? Well, <laughs> they call me Sassy. Miss Black and you're nasty. <laughs> you know? That's cool. Yeah, I think I like y'all too. That's what's up. Can I get your number? Or how about your friends? I'm digging this trio vibe right now. I really can't pretend. Don't mean to offend. But my thoughts are must offend. But you got this crazy groove. And I want to be. Watching you, watching you I've been feeling you, feeling you, feeling you I think I wanna, I think I wanna I wanna be your lover 
hella good A freak like me trying to get it in Over here wondering if it is perfect then I wanna know, wanna know What's good and I wanna know, wanna know If I could be down and around I keep a low around town Real low, real low So you two are a couple Well that's just my style I like the way that you're loving It really drives me of the syndicated worldwide fuse box radio broadcast y'all know we've been doing our thing since 1998 whether it's on your fm dial internet radio station podcast or favorite cultural website of choice this is the third year we're over here at Moogfest here in durham north carolina it's raining like crazy <laughs> the, it's, it's been nuts out here trying to get around but um shows and stuff have been great as always y'all been looking at our instagram feed and whatnot since folks landed here on thursday and we got a special interview of one of the folks that um, I got to see perform on Thursday. 
And y'all are familiar with her work through the radio show, whether it's with the previous group of dissatisfaction to her current work as Sassy Black. We got Pacific Northwest own Sassy Black here, literally in the building. <laughs> yes. in the hotel right now. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. And with that, I got to these levels real quick because for those who do not know, we, again, I am in holding a recorder mode, so I want to make sure we got everything yeah. right, so levels and stuff are good. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for having the time with us. Really appreciate it. And um, with that, uh, we mentioned a, a bit of your um, brief past and everything else here. Let's get into um, some generalities. Like, what got you into becoming um, a musician? I saw that you're a classically trained um, jazz vocalist and all that. Like, what had you be there? Like, you know what? I'm going to just rock out, not just as, you know, somebody who enjoys it, but I'm going to be a professional musician. I, I, my parents really love music. I love music. My brothers love music. And so we always used to have like dance parties growing up and just like listening to like everything. Um, my brother is a couple years older than me. So he was listening to a lot of like Technotronic and like Digable Planets and Tribe Called Quest, and, but like SWV and all Pet Shop Boys, right? Mm-hmm. So he's listening to his eclectic mix based off of like my parents' own eclectic mix because my mom would listen more to like. Um, Joni Mitchell and like arithmetics and my dad's like arithmetics and my dad's listened to like more like uh, Parliament and like Kashyyyk and things like that so they're listening to their different stuff and having it meld together but they'd share things like you know chic or whatever you know like the disco vibe so I'm listening to a lot of different music and I loved it so much I'd always like sing along to it my dad loves quizzing people on anything but he would quiz uh, my brother and I a lot on music and so I wound up learning a lot about it and I just wanted to <clears throat> do as much as I can and I just love singing and I when I moved to the mainland because I'm from Hawaii I uh, moved when I was like 10 years old and I started I wrote my first song then and so I was like I really want to do this and I just kept going with it awesome so you had to support the family structure right from the gate that's really really on point like I know for myself like I've been doing this for a while I have my parents like you love music but what the hell are you doing as a career mm. you know like they supported, but they also had the nervousness about it. So the CSG had the multi-structural thing with that is cool. And I think, you know, from your family's experience, um, from the music that you've put out, I think I actually see a lot of that. Because mm. like, I always like artists where I can't even necessarily describe what the hell they're doing. They're yeah. like, this is so much extra biz. And they're like, you have the hip hop vibe, you have like the funk vibe, you got like a spacey groovy thing mm-hmm. going on or whatever. Um, with all of that too. Was that like your natural development in terms of um, doing music or was it like you got into experimentation mode at first and then you were like, hey, whatever. I think it was like experimenting a lot, like trying to figure out what my sound was because I would sing like, I, like when I was first in my first band, we do like more like neo soul and things like that. My second band was like a cover band. We do like a lot of covers and things like that. And then, like, I had to sing all these jazz standards in college, and I was like, well, what kind of music do I really like? Where do I kind of go naturally? And whenever I'd start making music the way that I was current, like, doing it at that time, was that I would always pick some weird synths that had, like, a lot of reverb and delay and just something that would, like, travel a lot, and then I would just play these different chord progressions or just different notes that would just kind of take me on this weird place Mm -hmm. and when I was first making beats it would be like six minute songs of that with like maybe no percussion at all (laughs) speaking of percussion but you know like maybe like nothing because I was really nervous about making drums and I just felt like the melodic thing kind of going on and so um 
it would just mostly just be like these weird spacey soundscapes but I also grew up watching Star Trek and Star Wars and a lot of science fiction so I feel like that probably also just like put itself in my mind and then the kind of jazz I listen to is kind of spacey um, and has room for space and like different kind of creativity but I, at first I wanted to step away from it a lot because people would say it was like dark and weird and made them feel uncomfortable <laughs> and I would like be like insulted because I really wanted to make pop music right I wanted to make something that people could like identify with but then I realized I was presenting it to the wrong people and expecting the wrong things and mostly it's like a healing process and it's just for me so now I just own all the funkiness and spaciness, whatever comes within the music, however I feel like it is, that's what it's going to be. No doubt, no doubt. Like, um, for example, I know when I saw the performance on Thursday, which also made me feel kind of old because I'm in my late 30s, I'm like, okay, she's doing, um, I wish I was a little bit taller than Stilo, but this spacey ass <laughs> groove. You know, I had people, I'm like, none of y'all know these words? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, okay. But, you know, you get to see all that cool vibe with everything. And speaking of, you know, I know you had mentioned doing the performance or whatever, like, you know, Black Panther is like everywhere. I'm personally a comic book nerd and pop culture nerd myself. Mm -hmm. um, besides, like, you know, Star Trek, um, Star Wars, and the other type of things, like, what is some of the stuff that you're, like, into, like, right now mm -hmm. on that end? Because we talk a lot about that on my show, too. So. Yeah, right, you know, I just finished watching the new Lost in Space on Netflix, well, and I'm with it. Yeah. I'm, like, with it. I'm really, like, um, it's funny, like, the things that people ostracize you about, or the things they might ostracize you about, you kind of like stay away from sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like pushing back on my love for science fiction, my innate love for science fiction. My brothers are into it. My dad's been watching Star Trek since it came out kind of stuff. They're like really into the comic books and everything. And I had been pushing myself away from it for so long. So now I've been trying to like give into it more. So watching Lost in Space, I was like, oh, okay. First off, like I love it. I like the new take on it. It's like very enticing and I want to watch even more of it. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> these, these are things because of my older brother was watching it with their kid, with his kids. Um, but uh, I watched um, the unfortunate, a uh, series of fortunate events. Oh, that, that was yeah. good. That it's was addicting. Good, yeah. It was like addicting. And then I was like, Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser out here slaying it you know what I'm saying but I'm also like you're producing it I love to look at who's behind the scenes of it right mm -hmm. like because often enough like or sometimes the person who's like the lead actor in the show or whatever is happening also happens to maybe be a producer or directing some stuff or writing some stuff like Donald Glover or something like that yeah. and so I kind of I'm fascinated by that like that ability to have a role in your own project and like become the actor but then you also have to take another lead position mm -hmm. in the piece and it it reminds me of how I interact with everything mm -hmm. like as, as an artist like because I would be making my own beats and then I'm like also doing the management and then I'm also like performing it and doing like all the stuff and also doing like whatever admin goes into like creating a project mm -hmm. so then I think about it that way so I watch I find myself like watching these shows trying to get into it but then getting into it on a whole different psychological level just being like oh wow there's so many different layers to this that can um, inspire me to what I do. No doubt. I'm like, well, when I watch certain things, I'll get on like, my family's nerves sometimes. Like, did you see this part? I'm like, can you just enjoy it? I'm like, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so much more because I know this other part. Yeah. And whatnot, too. And speaking of, like, you know, you talk about you had your hands in a lot of things. This segues into my next question. Like, for those who want to become, like, a successful working creative, because, you know, I look at you, like, your hands are, like, all over the place. Like, <laughs> You did, you know, a bit of um, acting in, you know, HBO Vinyl series that had um, came out a little while ago. You have, you know, 
the music as a vocalist, you had the music as a producer, so you just do tons of business in general. Like, what type of advice would you give somebody who's like, I want to really take this serious as my life, and like at the same token, eat too, you know? Yeah. We're, we're in America, it's a capitalistic society, Absolutely. every society needs money. Absolutely. To, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, um, it's funny because I, I did a workshop here called A Guide to Pursuing Passion Endeavors where I talked just about that. It's essentially about like discovering what you want out of life, like what you're really passionate about, if you know what that is, focusing on that, isolating that, uh, and setting it as a priority, you know, whatever it may be, whether you want to be a musician, an actor, a chef, whatever, right? An engineer, like focusing in on that, right? And then looking at the people that give you inspiration to continue doing that, so finding people reading their story so that puts things in perspective because some people think that things just happen overnight like when I tell people that I've been doing music like studying music since I was like 12 but writing songs since I was 10 I've been writing songs for 21 years you know what I'm saying so and it took that long for me to get to where I am and then like everything has like its own background but people wouldn't know that it took like 20 years for me to be where I am today you know what I'm saying or that I've been producing for 10 years but it took me six of those years to even realize that I was producing and engineering anything you know so I just say you know find what you want to do focus on it because if we don't focus it's hard it seems unobtainable and then from there do a lot of research I love studying and I love doing research that is what all successful anyone's do. Anyone in the world who's successful spends time researching. I mean, as we're talking, I know you researched me. I can tell when somebody hasn't because there's like interesting so, questions, your you know. Music is so lovely, right? It's like, and Let's so talk about that. exactly, you've been doing music for a month. You're like, uh, you obviously did zero research. You know what I'm saying? It's like literally in the web. But, you know, and then with the internet, you have a lot of resources. So I just say, you know, focus and then make, set aside time to learn and enjoy the process. And then also don't just like throw your hat in and then quit your job because then that's when the financial stuff goes crazy. Mm -hmm. It's about like first parceling off time because not everyone has the opportunity to just quit their job, go live somewhere, you know, like stay with their parents or their friends for free or for cheap or whatever. Not everybody has those opportunities. So if possible, I'd say, you know, stay with your job but like lunch break 15 minutes up that lunch break you write in whatever planning you know and then building that stuff up and then relating to it and then cutting out stuff that you don't necessarily need to do which is like scrolling on social media which takes up hours of our days all the time so you know just just start focusing in okay cool cool now we're over here at Mo Festival like besides the music festival part it's like music tech nerd heaven yeah. Right now, I walk through the pop-up shop and they like, I still have car notes to pay. So <laughs> buy some of this stuff. Mm. So, you know, you're looking at them, all this software and hardware and everything else. Like, what's some of the software and hardware you like to use when creating your music? That's not trade secret that you can't Yeah, I mean, so. you know, I, I, um, I do some music writing and I interview one of my friends, Sid, from the internet. And that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. But... What was exciting about that is that she just told me things. And I've met so many producers and artists that'll just tell me things in the interview that they know is going to be printed or just are like, you need sounds? You got a flash drive on it? Which I then learned every studio session I should bring a flash drive because everybody trying to give me synths and drums and stuff. And I'm like feeling uberly blessed. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I realized in my life that there's like resources that you should share, but it's not no crazy thing. Anyways, with all that said, I use Ableton as my DAW, which I love. Ableton is my jam. I use my Push 2 all the time. Um, 
yeah, it's like really simple for me to make beats on it. I feel super confident now making drum patterns on it and things like that, trying to get to a point where I feel more confident playing them live. Um, it's really good for arranging and everything like that, which is like most of what I do when I perform. It's just like I arrange my tracks, dropping drums out, you know, dropping snares and all this little stuff to make it fun in the moment. Um, I use um, a lot of different native instrument sounds. Love it. Ugh, love it. Because my audio interface is a complete audio. And so I use it to record and to perform. It's like real chill, super simple, super straightforward. But it's also got like six channels. So you're cooling. Like you literally plug in whatever you want, you'd be fine. And then it also has RCA in and out. So like if I wanted to put in like a tape player, vinyl or something, it can just go right to it. It's pretty amazing. Um, but I use, um, what I use um, the FM8 from uh, Native Instruments. I really like the sounds on that. I use a lot of different Ableton packs. I was just like, well, they're there, you know what I'm saying? Like, might as well incorporate them into what I do. And then um, I just started using this website, sounds.com. I like that. It's like a, you pay monthly or yearly for um, a subscription service, and they update their sounds all the time. So there's like a, there's so much sound, so many ways to get it. It took me a long time. I just like kind of sit, sat with what I had, and I was like, it's fine. But then I was like, man, I want something like a little thumpier of a bass. I want something else that kind of knocks in a different way. And then there's all kinds of other sounds that I just kind of get around. And then I, I do mostly, now I'm trying to just do more trades with my producer friends. So we just trade sounds around because that's like kind of super fun. Cool, cool. And um, one other thing I want to get into just like a little bit is um, I think no matter what happens, I mean, we're evolving better than how it used to be even five years ago, much less in the past. Like, if people sit back and they're like, hey, man, there's a black woman. You do exactly this kind of music, mm -hmm. and that's it. And I know there's times, that's extremely known for me as a DJ and my personality. I think people just, they're like, you know about hardcore songs also? Yeah, because I like music. I've been DJing for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I had never said that DJ, so I was around that when I was like 10 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, with your type of grooves or whatever, and you know, plus, you know, you have the background of being from the Pacific Northwest. You got folks now who are being more accepting of all people with different types of backgrounds, from sexuality and all. It's like, hey, you're a black woman. You must make this kind of music. Like, yeah. how do you deal with the annoyance of that at times? Like, how do you like just kind of like compartmentalize that and push it aside? Like, you know, you know that you're you. Yeah. You're like, I'm sassy black. I do whatever I want. You know. Yeah. How do you deal with like some of those things? They're like, damn it. Stop, stop putting me in this fucking box, you know what I'm saying? It's nuts, and it's so funny you said compartmentalize because I've been using that word a lot recently because that's how I kind of deal with things, you know? I was telling my friend that my brain is like an office, and then I was like, be putting things I don't need to worry about in that room over there and lock it up, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, if I'm trying to remember something, somebody's going through the files, like one of the people, staff of my brain is like trying to go through the files and remember whatever we're talking about to keep things, you know, uh, fresh. But um, in that concept, it gets stressful. But you know, um, I just try to remember, this is where my research comes in, like contextualize everything, right? Put things in perspective. I was reading this interview with Quincy Jones, who I love, and I yes, I have a thriller tattoo, so I have to know a lot about Quincy Jones, Rod Temperton, and Michael Jackson to have that. Like I have to have like a lot of factoids about it, and I do um, have tons of factoids about that record. But Quincy Jones, you know, lived in Seattle too, but, um, He's saying when Thriller came out, people didn't get it. You know, before the video, they didn't know, they didn't get the song. They didn't understand why Vincent Price is on it. They didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Michael Jackson went solo first from Jackson's, they didn't get it. 
when Diana Ross was doing her thing, they didn't get it. People didn't get a lot of stuff that's super popular now. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about that, then I'm like, you know what? They're just not meant to get it. And that means I'm blessed and I'm like honored to be ahead of the curve. So I try to think about it in that way. It doesn't always work, but <laughs> I try my hardest to make that real. And um, it does get t tiring, though, because I was like, I know I'm not looking like what you assume a black queer woman would look like. But then, thank God, Janelle Monae came out because now it's flipped everything on their head. And so now when people see me and they hear I'm black queer woman, they can also think Janelle Monae as an example, right? Um, of where my music could be in a range from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could be in a range of different artists, right? Um, outside of, like, a community, well, all within inside a community of artists who identify as queer and black. So it leaves a lot of awesome open space now to have someone as far as a pop star like Janelle Monet to be queer mm -hmm. and openly queer and everything like that. Because now I'm just like, ooh. Now I'm, I'm feeling like way more comfortable right now. It's like, oh, we about to get crazy. All right, all right. Yeah. Cause, I mean, I sit back and go through like your past music and everything. Like I know you had this one story that was all about dating. I'm just gonna like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I was just not out when I was 21. Mm. Can I could identify with other type of stuff. Um, I think it is interesting to point you brought up Janelle Monae because I think when you have people looking at relationships and being multifaceted, that's cool. Like I would almost be on the level of either like, hey, you know, Sassy Black, pick up this band camp throw it out here right now mm. and check out everything um, in that regard and um, I know that you have like a lot of songs about like relationships um, love all that type of deal um, with your upcoming or future project you're going to be like focus on that or you're going to go in different directions because I know like um, I mean it was like kind of like the groove and the fool around doing stuff but you were just like hey so I want to be an artist who's able to con the which is just joining here you know a fucking joint here yeah. you know what I mean like what um, can we expect for some of your upcoming um, music? Well, I just, like, I'm still doing my project a month in 2018, which is, like, really an insane obligation to give to myself, for, especially since no one's requiring me to do it except for me, except I have some fans that be like, oh, I didn't see nothing drop. I'd be like, you know what, calm down, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, 13, 12 projects in there for four years, you, you know, and then there's all the desatisfaction stuff and then all the other stuff I've appeared on. I've probably been on, like, 30 to 40 projects already yeah. in my span. You yeah, can like kick it. Like, you're, like, you're <laughs> like, say, like I said, somebody goes like, you your band camp page right now. Like, you have more than enough to listen to. <laughs> I love it. Like, you can even loop it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I just came out with a project called Something Special, which I love because it's, it showcases, like, a different side of my production, which was, like, a little bit earlier in, in my coming into acceptance of my production. It's all from 2016, from a project that I used to do in January where I used to do a beat a day project and I would have other invite other producers and we would just put up a beat a day on SoundCloud and promote it and share everybody but it was like a challenge to just like come to like do something and put it out and just like all the fear and like getting past that kind of stuff so something special is with all that stuff because some real special songs that I don't even know where the um, inspiration came from to do it except that I had to do it mm -hmm. and so they it like really expanded my sound so that came out this week and then next month I'm actually releasing a project called Wakanda Funk Lounge oh, <laughs> or like the Wakanda Funk Lounge I'm still trying to figure out what it's called but the Wakanda Bounce is going to be on there maybe like three to four other tracks okay. and so I'm going to drop that EP so just also stepping more into like my science fiction side because mm -hmm. um, I 
I only have like two songs, Comic Con and Wakanda Bounce. You know, but then I was like, man, this is like what I actually want to make a lot of music for. Like, I would love to be able to pop up in a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or Star Trek or any science fiction movie, and then you hear something, you're like, that is so weird and spacey and crazy and black, and then you're like, oh, Sassy Black made that. That's lit. Like, I would love to do that, and uh, I feel like there's like a perfect space for me to do that, especially since Sassy Black is, to me, I'm, I'm trying to work on some fan fiction, right? And so my fan fiction would include like Sassy Black being like <laughs> someone like just lives from Seattle, whatever, from the States or whatever. But then like um, she means in, in Baku and <laughs> right. And he's like entranced, right, because he's on like his Marvel mission, right, trying to do his Avengers stuff. But, you know, Avengers got to kick it, too. Right. So they don't always show when they in every bar. Right. So he meets Sassy. He's like enthralled because she's fine. And then, you know, he's like, go oh, come back to Wakanda. I was like, I've only heard of it as a myth, you know, and invites me to perform in their secret funk lounges. Because like I said in my show, if you have a place that is amazing as Wakanda and you got vibranium, vibe is in branium. Like the power of vibranium is from the ill vibes that exist there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they're having the ill dance parties because even the ceremony is like an ill dance. You know, I was like, oh, we're going to go in. So in my... Fan fiction, I'm in there, Wakanda, and things like that, and Baku's trying to marry me, blah, 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 but I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't know, I don't know. And then I want to join Starfleet, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're trying to cross-pollinate, you know what I'm saying? All of them kind of li- exist in the same time frame, so it's realistic that those things could simultaneously happen if people aren't aware of what, you know? So anyways, so fan my, fiction. My, my, my nerd size is still like, <laughs> yes, that, that works. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad, you know, I've I've asked a couple people, I was like, you know, let's, okay, bear with me, I got some fan fiction coming at you. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm the person who went to cover Emerald City Comic Con earlier this year. Oh, yeah, I performed at Comic Con. Ah, thank you. The periods I ran out to, I was all that too, but yeah, I'm like one of those type of things here, like, so... Yeah, but they're like, I get it, girl, I get it. Marvel, holler at him, you know. Yeah, no, I was like, come on, y'all, we can cross-pollinate. We can, like, like, I can cross-pollinate, do that one shot, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, <laughs> you know? Y'all got Netflix on lockdown. Y'all got the world on lockdown right now. Right, let's be real. And then it's like Marvel and Disney and I was like, and Netflix. I was like, y'all killing it, really, though. So. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm saying, like, people are need to party after all um, Infinity War. So, yeah. No spoilers. I know. I you like. I was no like, don't spoil. I, I, I heard you on the show. You know, of course, I ain't gonna. My that. my dad was trying to spoil it for me. Like I love them. You know, we be going to see the stuff as soon as possible. Like I wanted to go see um, Solo, but I couldn't because I'm like, yeah. I'm not gonna be around next week. Well, I, I can see it in New York, but I like to see that stuff with my family. We see like every Star Wars movie together, pretty much. Yeah, and my mom like, so that Donald Glover boy is going to take me to it. I'm like, okay, I'll take you to it <laughs> next week and when I'm back around on my way to Maryland. There you go. So, you know, and um, just one more quick question because I just like asking this to everybody. Like, for those folks who haven't been able to collaborate with or whatever, um, I'll go so far to say past or present. Like, who would you like to collaborate with on a future music project? Like, any old kind. Like, just you just being able to go bunk wild and be there, like, pull up the phone hey let's work together and they say okay oh my goodness this is crazy because there's so many people right now and it's kind of messing me up but the last night I saw Wajid and I was like yo we need that so that's definite and then like Taylor McFerrin and like Herbie Terrace Martin I'm like the new cast, old cast I mean those because right now I'm watching right like I'm 
I call myself a sassy black educator, but I'm mostly a learner. I love it. And I'm watching like who are the legends of our time right now. Typically, the legends are um, a community of different people, right? People who just popped up just doing their own thing and then wind up collaborating with other people. People who've been mentored by other people, by the other legends to get into it. And then people who are just like, um, I don't know. People people have been doing it forever. So I think about like Terrace Martin working with uh, Herbie Hancock, right? And then I think about Taylor McFerrin and his legacy with Bobby McFerrin and stuff like that. And then I think about like... Um, can't remember Taylor Graves and his brother Cameron who've worked with like Jada Pinkett Smith but have also worked with like Stanley Clark they work with like everybody I'm watching them you know Kamasi and Terrace also working with like Kendrick and everybody like that it's just like oh just like such a legendary scene and then like those scenes around the world it's like these are our future legends these are our current legends that we're going to be like oh okay okay yeah Yes, no, that is, oh my goodness, yes, because it's like Terrace, uh, Terrence, uh, no, Terrace, um, Taylor, Robert Glasper, and a couple other cats, um, Christian McBride. The brother with the Trump, and I know that cat's on there too. Yeah. It's, 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 it's amazing. And then they keep doing more groups. That's why they're insane. But that's why I was like, y'all are like, but, and then like, just seeing that and then being like that's why I want to just continue coming out with music because then they're like so it's on it's like you know like I'm not like besties with any of them right but I've met them but I feel like it's an unspoken like quite quiet not competition but like energy that encourages somebody else to go out and make whatever they're gonna make you know it's like a constant thing kind of going on like a little bounce around and so every time they come out with something new I was like okay okay I'm gonna come out with like four groups too yeah I heard so-and-so put this out damn we gotta go to the studio it'll be like totally different types of genres and subsections but yeah like I heard something that was so crazy Y'all got to hear this, and then that had them build, and that had them build. That's what I'm on right now. Every time, and that's why I'm like so excited to be here uh, at Mogfest because I keep spreading into people, you know, like, you know, I'm going to go see J Rock later, and Alicia He Muhammad, and all these other cats. I see them a bunch, though. Like, I ain't going to play, like, I'm not at a lot of these people's shows. But I get to catch some new artists, and artists I've seen, I've heard of for a long time, like, never seen, and, you know. But being built up off of that, right, seeing like the new technology and things like that, and then meeting these different people, being in a different city, getting different vibes, like working, like talking with you right now, all this stuff has got me excited. Like I got a studio set up right now in my hotel room. So I went and made a beat yesterday. I'm gonna work on that one. I premiered some new music off of some stuff I made last week. You know what I'm saying? Like now it's like an ill groove and then it's just see people building and then not to feel any kind of weird way because I'm also growing, you know, and I'm just taking that energy and being inspired. So with R&R, the Terrace and Robert Glasper and Taylor group, and then like the new Janelle Monet, like I'm feeling like real supreme. It's like super jazzy, super black queer woman, super black, all that stuff is making me feel like, let's get it. All right, so again, great interview here over at Mogfest 2018. Again, battled through the rain, <laughs> battled through crazy Ubers, got here. Yeah. This awesome interview with um, Sassy Black. And again, thank you for your time and everything else. We like to just give people, like, you know, the basic contact info and all that. Bookers, too, because creative people need to eat. Absolutely. We're working creatives. Yes. Remember that. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm on Bandcamp, sassyblack.bandcamp.com. I always try to push my Bandcamp because that's like one of the only companies that makes the most money for artists, independent artists and everything like that. They're amazing. And then um, I'm on Spotify if you chose. I'm, I'm, I'm all on the streaming services, but just know I prefer Bandcamp. And then my email is just sassy at sassyblack.com. I'm like, I feel official now because I got a sassyblack.com email. Get your official website. In 2018, <laughs> nobody should be having to tell you. That. You get that $12.99 a month or whatever else. I'm just saying. Get that through, like, I mean, just have, just should... get the domain. Pay that like once a month and then direct it towards a band camp or a Tumblr or something. You'll be fine. All right. So y'all heard it right here. So we're going to wrap this up here. Since Black has a lot more stuff going on. I'm glad we were able to get some time in with her. Again, this is DJ Fusion. It's syndicated Fusebox Radio broadcast. Fuseboxradio.com bringing a balance back to black radio since 1998 and um we're gonna keep on keeping on all right peace dj fusion
listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 